Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! Hate brand goods, that's us. You're very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods. Spread hate. Always party. What's happening, guys? Happy Tuesday slash Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. The people's dynasty podcast and on today's show we're going to do a little mid training camp buys five guys we're going to be buying five guys not burgers and fries but five buys coming out of training camp and with me if you're watching live on youtube you you're watching a very very gq a very dapper man of the hour the man with the power jerry sinclair i love the sunglasses kid Thank you, sir. Uh, obviously, we were just in Canton for the expo. We're going to talk about it a little later. The homies from the official calculator of Dynasty Wars on the Dynasty Trade Calculator were giving out these absolutely fantastic sunglasses. So, Jerry had to cop a pair. It's good to be back with you, my friend. I got to hang out with you. Now we get to talk some more football. It's a good week, man. Man, we are not going to delay the intro because we've gotten feedback in the past via five-star reviews, or in this case, not five-star reviews, that they don't want the fluff up front. So we're going to cycle through a little bit of uh, previewing, and we'll get right into the show. So YouTube, tomorrow night, as we record this live on a Tuesday for a Wednesday podcast, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be doing a live Q&A, redraft-focused, myself, Jake and Kyle from the Fantasy Football Smackdown. We might have a guest from down under. You never know who's going to join us. Taking questions about the 2021 season. And then, starting on week one of the regular season, I'll be doing live quick hits on the YouTube. It may be from my office at work. It may be from the cab of my truck. It's just going to depend. So, Jerry, you remember last year... Um, as I so boldly remember, uh, I went 35-7 and seven on prop bets. Listen, you don't remember it. You talk about it all the damn time. You're you absolutely I'm, I'm never going to let you live it down. But uh, here's the thing. Those numbers get stale real quick. So those numbers come out around noon Eastern time on Wednesday for the Thursday night game, and they come out around noon Eastern on Friday for the Sunday games. So if I wait and I go through the, the practice of recording it, launching it live on a podcast, that number could change by 10 yards or two receptions or whatever it is. So if I just go live on YouTube and you're subscribed with notifications turned on, you're going to have the best opportunity to get that. And you don't have to sit through an entire podcast. You may get a five-minute, an eight-minute video right there on YouTube that will be quick, that will be actionable, and will allow you to get the best number. So follow along with me. That's right, Mr. Propzilla, Mr. Propodopolis. I'll be dropping live YouTube stuff starting Wednesday of week one. And a lot of good stuff. We recently had Dallas. Our boy Dallas did a rookie week one preseason review. So all the rookie quarterbacks, all the rookies from week one, our boy Dallas on Monday. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, go back a couple of episodes. And then on Tuesday, 
Jake and Kyle did 32 teams covering the wide receiver position in 32 minutes. So Jerry, no five-star reviews. We're up to 247 total reviews. Can we get three? Can we get three by, three <laughs> reviews? Right. Get 250? 250, yeah, yeah, Jerry. Like, we could be a full a 250. It, he's got OCD. He needs it. So just, just it, a couple. Help me help you help continue the help here at the Dynasty War Zone. We're on social media at DWZ Memphis, at Jerry Sin DWZ, and Dynasty War Zone on both Instagram and Twitter. And uh, Jerry, we're going to do our full fantasy football expo recap at the end of the show. So again, uh, we're trying to get Tyler and Lou to do a DFS week two for the preseason, a little DFS action. They're trying to get that together for a Saturday pod. And then again, don't miss Dallas and Kyle and Jake and the two podcasts earlier in the week. So we're going to take just a second here in this podcast to do a little word from our patron. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone it's where new dynasty gamers intermediate dynasty gamers and the ultra sharp dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24 7 no really it's a 24 7 group chat thanks in part to the best international patrons in football i'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in dynasty fantasy football period It's a place of community. It's a place of interaction. It's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty Gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup, to your rebuild, and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. 
So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? All right, big things going on over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. You can check that out. Uh, I need RJ. RJ, our newest member. RJ, you know who you are. Check your DMs, man. I'm trying to get you in the group chat. Everybody else, all other new members are on board and in the chat. Now, Jerry, are you ready for the wildly popular back? You know, by the way, we had one of our patrons. I don't remember exactly which one it was off the top of my head. He said you guys should do an entire show of good people and bad tweets. Yeah, it, uh, it has been popular. It's funny. I actually get added in some bad tweets now so I can at you about bad tweets. So, Dude, I've been blocked. I, I noticed on Saturday there, there, there was, <laughs> s- s- someone blocked me. And it, I, we didn't even – we didn't even – it wasn't even them. Oh, out of all awesome. the people – out of all the people that we've – Good, good people, bad tweeted. This wasn't even one of the people. So um, we're going to keep it rolling. They're scared. They're scared. It could be them. Sorry. Here we go. This is uh, at Wyatt B underscore FF, and Mister B underscore FF says Ceh is just slightly better. Devin Singletary. Now, Jerry, you alerted me to this tweet. What was the first thing that came across your mind? Um. Listen, I, too, love lying on the Internet from time to time. Don't get me wrong, because uh, this was a bold-faced, horrible lie on the Internet. Ain't no way, shape, or form. There is no possibility that this human being watched Devin Singletary and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and thought, they're the same. You're out of your mind. It, it, like, let's, let's say you scout them identically, right? So... The Bills have since drafted a running back. Uh, Kansas City has not. They're also Kansas City. They also have Andy Reid. They also have Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Not going to focus on them. It's Andy Reid has a history. We're going to say this every time. Every time we talk about Clyde edwards Lair, what are we going to talk about? How Andy Reid historically produces RB1s and has done it for as long as Tom Brady has been in the damn league. Why do I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be different when he had 1,100 yards as a rookie in 14 games? I'm not going to think any different. I think it was, you're a good person. It's a horrible tweet. It's a horrible take. Randall, I know you're a Clyde man. I know at one point we were both Devin Singletary. I don't want to say people, but, you know, we we were open to the possibility of him. So what, what, I, what I, do you I, I thought Devin Singletary was the tallest midget in Buffalo. I don't like. I don't think any of them are that great, but I th- I thought he was the 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 better of a bad situation. Uh, I don't think Zach Moss is the answer. I don't think I don't think the permanent answer is in Buffalo currently. Uh, but when I saw this tweet, this is just a, and Andy Holloway of the fantasy footballers tweeted this the other day about people who just make bad tweets, and he's like, maybe I'm becoming an old man. I don't think you are, Andy. I think that as the fantasy football space continues to get more and more cluttered with more and more mouths. It's just people say dumb shit for engagement. And what does Twitter do? I I went through, because again, you tagged me in this one, so I did my due diligence. I read through the tweet. I read through all the comments. And it was like, you got 58 comments. I don't know how many, you know, because now they're allowing you to dislike things. This stupid-ass horrible take was just the kind of engagement 
I'm assuming Wyatt B was looking for. That was his uh, his modus operandi. And if you're watching live on YouTube, I have lost my camera, so I might have to dip out here in a second to yeah, get it. It looks better this way. It, it, it really up. does. It really, really does. But this is the kind of shit that people are going to do. And, and here's what I've learned about engagement tweets, Jerry. They serve no one but the person trying to get engagement. You know, what, what do they say about the, the Kardashians? Stop making you know, non-relevant people relevant. Stop making non-relevant tweets relevant. We know Daryl Devin, excuse me, Devin Singletary and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, from a fantasy standpoint, are even in the same stratosphere. And again, I did read the comments, and he kept trying to run it back, you know, half-ass, like half-ass run it back. No, I was just comparing them from an athletic profile. No, you weren't. You were looking for engagement. This is a horrible tweet. Stop it. Knock it off. Knock it the fuck off and quit saying things for effect. Jerry, you have anything to add to this while I uh, I go back and get my camera? Because you're going to be flying solo. I'm going to let you rant. It's, and when you see me come back, uh, you got about 90 seconds. Okay. I, I mean, the, the thing is, is, it's just not beneficial to anybody, right? So, listen, I've tweeted some bullshit over my time. If you have followed me for any amount of time or you have heard me talk for any amount of time, I have said some awful, putrid stuff in my time. But you have to... You have to not do it just to do hot takes. You have to be able to defend it well. And there is just not an argument to defend that. Like, quit, quit. If you to put some context in there, like they both weigh 218 pounds. Their burst score is this. Their 40 right. time is that. Right, right, right. Their points per game is this. There's some context. There's some nuance. But to just throw a big steamy turd in the middle of the pool just to watch people flee the pool is not what we're here for. So, Wyatt, you're a good person, but yeah. that was a bad tweet. All right, Jerry, let's jump into a little bit of news and as it relates to Dynasty. Are you ready? Yeah. Always. Here we go. First first uh, story, Melvin Gordon dealing with a groin injury. Jerry, you meant to check that out. I know you love a good groin injury. Obviously. He's got a groin injury, and this is opening up the door for my man. I've been on this guy since he got since before the draft, really. Javante Williams season to start early. And I tell you, um, hashtag name drop, hashtag spoiler alert. I'm going to get in. So we were at Rich Dotson of the Dynasty Nerds House. At least I was. Jerry was too good to show up. That's a different story. We're going to save that story for the end of the show. But standing on Rich's patio watching this game, and I tell you what, Javante Williams looked damn good. And if Melvin Gordon's going to get off to a slow start because of the groin, I am here for it. He looked great. Five rushes, 29 yards, had a touchdown call back on a Jerry Judy hold. Jerry, you know I've got all the Javante Williams. I'm scooping it up with a shovel, and I'll go get some more. What, what were your thoughts on this uh, story? Because here's, here's the thing. I mean, he's going to go from maybe starting off the season with like a, a 40% or a 30% touch share. And it might be 50-50. He might even get the lion's share because of this groin injury. So thoughts on Javante Williams, and are you buying or selling? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i buying, but the problem is, is he's expensive, right? Because he, he's a rookie running back. Is he so as expensive always, as he going to be? I, maybe. Maybe he is. Oh, Jerry, you're drunk. I, I just, listen, I, I think Melvin Gordon, I don't think this groin injury matters at all. I think he is... 28 years old. He's shown everything he can in six years in the league. They don't need to see him in the preseason. He, he's going to get, he's going to get the run. What you like to see is Javante Williams actually being good, right. And being productive. 
And, and that's what that's what he was. You know, he, I still think he is a future play. Um, and it could be, you know, the end of this season. I, that wouldn't shock me at all. But I don't really think the groin injury is a huge deal. I still think it's going to be Melvin Gordon. It's going to piss off people like you because you're going to want to see Javante Williams. I, I, nope. There's just there's Mm-mm. there's no way, Mm-mm. shape, or hell that this man doesn't play. What, what has been the move on Javante all season? I've been saying it all season. He's going to come on like midway through the season. I, I agree. He's going to take over, but you may get him a little bit earlier than you thought. The, the ratio Which, of sir, Melvin. If, if, if this if this injury is a real injury, then yes, I agree with you. I am just not sold that it is. It seems like veteran coach speak dog crap that they're just talking to. Talk. So the coach is talking up his groin injury. Hey, yes. by the way, Melvin's like, got a groin. You can't just say he's an old veteran, so we're not going to play him in the preseason, which is what everybody knows everybody does, which is why you don't play starters for the most part in the preseason. So you, but no so, coach has ever said that, ever. It's So, always, so you think you think Melvin's pulling the classic veteran, like a fake and a groin injury just so he doesn't have to go through camp? Like no, Mark Schlereth talks about this have, all the time. I think they have both decided that that is the case. I don't think he's just faking it to not do it. I think the coaching staff is doing it as well. And they want to see Javante Williams. They want to see what they drafted. So they're going to give him every opportunity. It's what he does with that opportunity. And he was productive. And I want to see him grow with that productivity. Fine. Fine. I don't think it changes much. It doesn't change much to beginning, but give me all the Javante Williams in 2021. Drafted him in the Scott Fishbowl. Drafted him. And drafting with Giants 17 or, or whatever. Uh, Jordan Love. Jordan Love got his, you know, before Saturday, you had a better shot of getting video of the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot than you did on Jordan Love. I thought Jordan Love looked okay. Uh, his first drive was really good. Uh, banged up his shoulder. But I'm still buying. Like I said, we met Izzy, we met JP, we met Mosier from the Dynasty Trade Calculator per their wonderful uh, trade tool. He is worth about a mid-second in 2022 i'm in man i'm telling you get this kid because aaron Rodgers is gonna one out and i think he'll be okay do i think he'll be great no but he'll be worth a hell of a lot more than what you could acquire him for today i'm in jerry i'm in i don't think he'll be great you've been but you, we've been in though like I, I don't think anything changed it's exactly what we thought was it was happen. good to see some video it was it good was. to see some video. He, he looked okay. He wasn't playing with all the first-teamers. I don't think all the receivers like Devontae Adams or no. – and, and he still looked okay. No, he was, he was doing it against a mixture of, you know, first-teamers and second-teamers. But I, I thought he looked okay. And yeah, next fun. year this is, is all more all than likely going to be his team. See. All right, I mean, well, I tell you what. So do you remember this time last week when people were starting to talk up in Kill Harry because he ran one good route? So, so here's some stats for you. We love stats. We love context, right? Yeah. In, in last Thursday's preseason game, Enkil Harry led all Patriots wide receivers in snaps. He played 25 snaps, and he had one target for one catch for four yards. Now, mind you, something named Christian Wilkinson played 24 snaps and had eight targets for like five catches. I'm telling you. You can keep wanting, not you, not because me and Jerry are not on the Enkil Harry. But there are people out there in Twitter, Twitter land, trying to tell you that Enkil Harry could still be a thing. Gang, he's not going to be a thing. I don't know how to, I don't know how to break it to you. Um, this is year three. Your best case scenario is one miracle outlier season that like Devonte Parker had. 
So I'm sorry to burst your bubble. There's always going to be first-round busts. New England has a really good track record of drafting guys in the first round at the skill positions and having them be, be busts. Sony Michelle, I'm looking directly at you, you son of a bitch. So, Jerry, what, what, when, when I posted this on the show sheet, did you kind of snicker? Uh, a little, because I, right, I, you know, I read the first sentence first, and I was like, no way is this man about to prop up Nikhil Harry on my damn podcast. And then I actually continued reading, and uh, yeah, no, it's it, and he's the same guy as the next guy that we're going to talk about, who was a special teamer in a pregame. Randall, talk about this the the this mold. They're they're both a copy of each other. It's it's here's the thing. We, we all bow up for somebody, you know. I'm probably going to wind up having Sam Darnold blow up in my face. It's fine. I've had plenty of hits. I've had plenty of of, of good calls, but you know, let Denzel Mims go. I know they used second-round draft capital on him last year, but on Saturday in Saturday's game against the Giants, he was a special teamer and was listed as their wide receiver six behind such luminaries as Corey Davis, Keelan Cole, Jamison Crowder, Vincent Smith, and something named Jeff Smith. Notice that didn't even include Elijah Moore. So best-case scenario, he might have been the wide receiver seven. Now, I don't think he'll get cut, I think he's more likely to keep a roster spot than maybe Vincent or whatever a Jeff Smith is. But this is not good. And you can keep tweeting hashtag believe, but I believe you're drunk. And I believe you're looking for something that just isn't there. Guys, it's going to happen. But the worst thing to do is the, the worst thing to do with a mistake is just clinging to it and hoping that it gets better. Now, I'm not telling you to trade him. I'm not telling you to cut him. I'm not telling, but I'm, I'm damn sure not telling you to be out there bowing up for him. Just lay out if something I'm happens. You to do all those things. It's like finding a twenty dollar bill in the street. You know, at this point, he's worth zero. So if he becomes worth anything, it's like finding money in the street. Happens. You took a swing, you missed. Shoulder shrug. Move on. He yep. does not fit. And it's not just that he ate bad salmon. There's some shit out there that he ate bad and salmon. I don't buy that for a second. The thing that I buy is I buy the beat reporters in New York saying that he's just not a good fit in this Shanahan-style offense ran by Mike LaFleur, younger brother of Matt LaFleur. It happens. Maybe he'll get traded. Maybe he'll wind up on a different roster, and maybe he winds up in the miscellaneous M section in fantasy football lore. But for your dynasty rosters, I'm not expecting much. Jerry, what did you think when I posted this Denzel Mims story? Um, a little heartbroken. I have a lot of Denzel Mims. I, the problem is, it's because I you're been, a sucker. It's because I watched Kelvin Johnson for too long. As a Detroit Lions fan, it's like you see big guys that can make unbelievable jump ball catches, and you fall for it, right? Hakeem Butler, how you doing, buddy? Corey Davis, how you doing? Nikhil Harry, how are you doing? Denzel Mims is the newest man, and we are all set to just regurgitate the same old bus crap that we fall for every time. It sucks. I mean, it sucks. I actually had to Google to see if you actually spelled Vincent Smith's name right. You're damn right I did. You did. As the the father of a a child named Vincent, I know the proper fucking way to spell Vince. It's my kid's name. That is not how you spelled Vincent. Is that how Vinny's name is spelled? No, but that's the, okay, incor- that's the incorrect so. way. I didn't think so. That's the incorrect way, but, I mean, but yeah. that's his way, so Listen, it's correct. The, it's the correct pride of Limestone University, so 
good, good, good out to them for making yeah. it as far as you did. Good for him. So my but, camera continues to act wonky here on the the YouTube. I don't know what the hell's going on. But uh, Jerry, my my next and final story is it's going to segue us right into our buys. And that is Mike Williams of the L.A. Chargers is not expected to sign a long-term deal. Which I see you yawning, but this is not really a Mike Williams take. I do like Mike Williams if you're doing some seasonal best ball. If you were going to build like a baby stack and you were going to build a Justin Herbert, Mike Williams stack, I can give you a thumbs up on that because in a best ball format, you're not going to tell me that there couldn't be a week where Mike Williams winds up with like four catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. A best very, ball just means they're a bad dynasty asset. Ah, oh, Jerry, but there's best he's ball a bad dy- dynasty asset. There's sorry, best ball just, dynasty gamers just, out there. Yeah, there are. I, you know, that's just you guys have fun with that. That's that's too much gambling for me. He's he's one of the same as, as everybody else that we've been talking about. Nikhil Harry, Denzel Mims, all of them. Hakeem Butler. You name it. He's just he's a big guy that made great plays. He's just the tippy top of that list. He had the draft capital. You're he, just a hater, you know, Jerry. You're, I, you're, I am you're a just a hater. A hater. Mike Williams is just a little bit better version of all of these guys that we've been talking about. You know, you know what they all have in common? They're all the big body outside clasher types. Yeah. You know, and 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 for the longest time, we were told as dynasty gamers that's what we wanted. Calvin we, and Julio. Calvin, Julio, Dez. Dez is in yep. there. But but now in the game of 2021, the way that the NFL has evolved, you're looking for more of that Stephon Diggs. You're looking for more of that. Devonte Adams, that guy who's going to get a ton of targets in the red zone, but is really a technician from the route runner standpoint. And that's why I like Deontay Johnson more than Chase Claypool. Deontay Johnson is the target hog. He's the route runner in that offense. You know, I, I feel like, again, I know Jerry just shit all over all of you guys that play best ball. That was Jerry's take, not mine. Please do not hold that against it's me or the Jerry's Dynasty War Zone. That was Jerry's bad take. Jerry, that was a, Jerry, you're a good person. That was a bad take. <laughs> Because best ball, a lot of people enjoy best ball. There's best ball dynasties. So I don't mind Chase Claypool in a best ball dynasty, but I'm with you in a a set your roster every week. I want, if I have to choose, I want the guy that I know is going to get the volume. But I bring up Mike Williams because I'm big on Josh Palmer. Uh, Chris Harris, all-pro, former all-pro cornerback, now with the Chargers, is already talking him up. And if you go to ESPN or Our Lads, He's listed as the wide receiver three. You'll probably see him and Mike Williams on the outside and Keenan Allen in the slot when they go to 11 personnel. I'm telling you, uh, Keenan Allen will be 30 next year. Mike Williams will be gone. I'm seeing a lot of hype on Josh Palmer, and he's worth a 2.0. He's worth a third in the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, Jerry will tell you, I put out about a 30-minute podcast at the request of one of our patrons named Austin. He wanted to know why I liked him so much. I did the research, I cut the show, and uh, I'm getting Josh Palmer. I'm getting him everywhere except where I'm in certain leagues with certain fellow GMs because they're just not moving him. They know what's up. Josh Palmer, an absolute buy. Would you agree? I would agree. Perfect. So speaking of buys, let's move into five buys. What a segue. Five guys, burgers. No, it's the wrong place. Five mid-camp buys. Hold on, hold on, hold on, though. Sure. What do you get at five guys? What do I get? I get a double. Double patty. You're, you're an adult, I hope. A d- double double patty, pepper jack cheese, jalapeno, A1 steak sauce. Okay. Not bad. I, I, will put, I will put jalapeno on anything. 
My favorite pizza, my favorite pizza local joint. No, no, um, no. Oh, yes. Bar, uh, I'm sorry. It's a chicken, bacon, jalapeno. And it is delicious. If you like spicy food, if you like bacon, if you like chicken, order that combo on a pizza. Chicken, bacon, jalapeno. Hit me in the DMs. Thank me later for that recommendation. Jerry, let's buy some people. Let us do it. Well, let's 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 get them on our dynasty roster. Right. Um, so give me a rookie buy. Give me a rookie buy that got drafted by an NFL team. Give me a rookie that you're looking to add to a. Because well, the reason why I say one that got drafted, I we're know, gonna I we're know. gonna talk it's about undrafted free agent rookies here in just a second. But give me a rookie that actually had NFL round one through round seven draft capital, and, and tell me who you like and who you're trying to acquire. It's Elijah Moore. Uh, it's been Elijah Moore for about a month, but some of the news on Zach Wilson has been not awesome, which is just more opportunities for Elijah Moore to just scoop in there. Also, let us let us backtrack a little bit here and talk about the likes of Corey Davis, Kalen Cole, Jamison Crowder, Vincent Smith, and something called Jeff Smith as my and Denzel Mims. And yeah, how about can we call I him? Forgot, can, can, we, call can we call him Salmon Mims from now on? Yeah, it's just it's not good. So Jerry, do you own any salmon color shirts? No, you should. My dad's, not, my dad's not a lawyer. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Cool. But I just I think Elijah Moore is a talented guy, and I think he has all the opportunity to do it. And I think because the news is down on Zach Wilson and sort of that offense as a whole right now, uh, and he's dinged up. It, he he's got a quad injury right, right now. It, it's just opening the door even more so to acquire him. Now some people are going to be set in on him because they drafted him and everything else, and that's totally understandable. But yeah, that's going to be my guy. Um, did you go Can with I, the running back, or are you I, going to I go did, with the I did, but I have a question for you because okay, my because sure. because my guy and your guy were both going in the twenty twenty one second round, super yeah. super flex, and probably at least the back of the first round in a one QB. Yeah. Would you give up your twenty twenty two first straight up for Elijah Moore right now? Uh, Regard yeah. now now if you were going to be if the I absolute a, if I have a good team, yeah. Okay, so say if you're going to be because that was going to be my answer. Now, if I thought my team was going to be the shits, like not the shit, but the drizzling shits, if I was going to just be yes. bad, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. But if I thought I was going to be like in that 107 to 108 range, because this is because Elijah Elijah Moore is going to be the kind of guy that will get that volume. You know, everybody because this is a, a Lafleur offense, which is a derivative of the Shanahan offense, which is a derivative of the McVay offense. And for me, that means he's probably going to play that Cooper Cup role, you know. And Cooper Cup is going to—I really see where Elijah Moore could be Zach Wilson's Cooper Cup. Ton of volume, uh, a lot of looks in the red zone, and I—I I am all about acquiring him. Now I did go running back because it's a running back world, and I'm just a squirrel trying to get some more running backs. And for me, I, I went with Trey Sermon. He was a guy I was tepid on. I wasn't as like boldly on as I was Elijah Moore. I completely agree with your Elijah Moore take. But look at the things that he's competing with in, in that backfield. Um, I know there's Elijah Mitchell. I know there's Raheem Mostert. But ever, you know, I, I tend to avoid the fluff, if you will, Jerry, in, in these camp stories. But the more I see Trey Sermon, he looks effective. He is running in an offense that he's somewhat familiar with from his time in, in college. And do, did you know, I brought this up a couple of shows ago when we covered the a, excuse me, the NFC West, that the San Francisco 49ers in three years, so it's a 48-game sample, which I know people don't like coaching 
you know, narratives or whatever. This is not a narrative. This is a fucking fact. The 49ers in 48 regular season games with Kyle Shanahan as the head coach, that includes two losing seasons, by the way, have averaged 27 rush attempts a game. We're talking about a world where Trey Sermon could get 12 to 15 rushing attempts a game. He's showing some flashes in the receiving game. And I am absolutely in love with Trey Sermon. I would give up my 2022 first if I was a contender and I needed depth. I don't like giving up a ton of firsts, but if you can get him now, he could even be a flip. You could even be, because here's the thing. Would you rather have him? Because there is no question Travis Etienne is the better running back. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. But Travis Etienne's a fucking Jaguar. That team is fucking terrible. Trey Sermon is going to be on a good offense with a good set. I mean, I mean, I, I understand that that Trey Lance and Jimmy GQ probably aren't as good as Trevor Lawrence. But you know what? I'm getting the better offensive line. I'm getting the better overall skill position with Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. And, and I just see a lot of touchdowns potentially. We know the volume's there. I have a 48-game sample size that tell me the volume's going to be there. He's in a good offense where a lot of rushing upside. So for me, Jerry, it's Trey Sermon. I never thought I'd get here. But the data is the data, and the facts are the facts. What do you think about Trey uh, Sermon? Uh, so San Francisco freaks me out, right? Like, I just don't love that there's a whole bunch of guys out there. And, you know, I have never been the biggest Trey Sermon guy. Um, I understand the love because of that team. Like, there's a reason that I have taken more Trey Lance than I have Justin Fields. As a prospect, I liked Justin Fields a lot better. I just also like the San Francisco 49ers better, which is also why I understand why Trey Sermon is in one QB leagues, almost certainly going probably 109, 110, 111, sort of in that range. I, I get the love for him. He's just not personally my cup of tea. He'll always be the best, you know, get for Jif. Uh, in the college football playoff when he, he did his little face. That was awesome. That uh, He'll always melt my heart for that one, but I don't know. He's okay. I don't, I don't love him though, Randy. He's not, he's not my, he's not my guy. Uh, he's too he's, expensive. He's, he's expen- like in a rookie draft, he was very expensive and I just didn't want it to, like I was taking Elijah Moore over him every single time. You know, at the time I wouldn't have doubted that, but but the, the, the facts have changed. What was the case is not the case. He's going to be the lead back in one of the best offenses in the NFL. And he's going to give you a great opportunity to, A, put fantasy points on your roster, and, B, become very flippable. So even if you invested yeah. a late first or an yeah. early second, that's, that's you're, the best part about Tracy. you're, you're going to be able to, uh, to 2X your value. So who is an undrafted rookie, a rookie that wasn't drafted but over the course of camp has started to show you enough that you're looking to acquire him before the price even goes higher. So I picked someone just to pick someone. I know you added this because you have a guy that you are very passionate about. So I'm going to be short. I'm going to say Jarrett Patterson just because I like the talent. He's a little guy. He went to Buffalo. He was very productive. He's he's worth a stash, especially because if any running back hits – a la James Robinson, their value explodes. So that's why I picked a running back, and he just happened to be one that I liked. Javian Hawkins is another guy that you could throw in there. But for what it says about Jarrett Patterson, I wrote an article on him, a Devi article for DFF, before I even did this podcast on him, which is how 
productive this man has been for a long time. Uh, and I was writing, so that's something. But so I, I picked him. Randy, talk about your guy, because I know you have a burning passion about this man. That's not the only thing burning, pal. My, my guy is Michael. <laughs> shot for that. Yeah, usually. Um, the uh, the guy that I'm by is Michael Strachan. He is a seventh-round rookie, so technically he's not a UDFA, but you know what? I write the show sheet, so I'll do whatever the hell I want. He is the Colts' big-bodied wide receiver. This guy's like six foot four and ran a four-five forty at that size. You know, the term gets thrown around way too much for me, but it's okay. Size-adjusted speed on this kid is something else. And I went around, and uh, I actually pitched this idea to Rich Dotson of the Dynasty Nerds, him and uh, a young man named Nick and Garrett Price. I'm like, what you guys need on your GM tool is a button that sim- simply allows you to just go through and pick up all. So you can go through all of your rosters, any roster where this guy would be available. You could put in a claim on him. That way you don't have to do what I did, which is go through 17 different rosters trying to see if he was owned or picked up. But this goes back to the Instagram story. I've done the Instagram story a many million times. This is why I have an Instagram where I follow just all 32 teams. It's all I follow. And if you go to the Colts Instagram page and just look at some of the videos of this kid, he is absolutely dunking on people. Jerry, have you looked into this kid and uh, what do you think? So I I definitely have because you didn't shut up about him the whole time we were in Canton and I can I can concur with you um, and, and we're talking about undrafted people right so you're just you're grabbing them you're throwing them on your taxi squad you're throwing them on the back end of the roster and you're just hoping like that, uh, that that's the best thing that we can do in this sort of situation uh, this is not Michael Strahan he does not have a gap in his teeth just so we know he is not on Good Morning America or whatever the hell Michael Strahan is actually doing right now. But it, it's interesting, and, and that's the thing about undrafted free agents is they're free for the most part. So all, all you have to do is just grab them, hold on, and just pray to the heavens and the football gods that they pan out and you get an immense boost in value. I'm not sure if Randy's back. Randy, are we back yet? We I am back. Okay. I, am, I am doing my level best. I don't know what's up with my, my camera tonight, but I'm uh, do, doing the best I can. Uh, I just... just you know, if you go to player profiler and pull up this kid's player card, you'll see some pretty interesting stats. And it's outside of Michael Pittman, and I know Zach Pascal's been having a good camp in Indy as well. Is there anyone else that's blowing you away? So uh, he's got as much opportunity as anybody to wind up as the wide receiver three or four. All right, Jerry, give me your cheap buy and tell me uh, who's Jerry is trying to. When I say buy, I mean like about a first or less. Who's your cheap veteran buy? Uh, mine's Juju. I feel like I'm going to do this every year because every year people are going to hate him. He's been top 20 in PPR scoring three out of the four years he's been in the league. Now, there was a time when people were ready to anoint him as the wide receiver two, the wide receiver three overall, and that sure as hell did not pan out, right? And I was one of those people that was ready to just – When Antonio Brown left, he was going to get 170 targets and it was going to be wonderful. And I was going to ride him to glory and I was going to laugh in everyone's face. And that's not, you know, that's not necessarily where it's at. But this is a dude that you can get in the eighth or ninth round of a startup now. Most people are not going to, they're going to snap a first for Juju. He's what, 24, 25, 24, 24 years old, has three of his four seasons as a top 20 PPR wide receiver 
Ben Roethlisberger's still there. I know Deontay's emerged. I know Deontay's the man. I know Chase Claypool is the next Denzel Mims who's going to, you know, take some touchdowns. Shots fired. Now, wait, wait a second. I don't like Chase Claypool. I had him as a cell when we did the AFC North, but why would you put that fucking evil on him? <laughs> fucking not, salmon, was, salmon face Denzel Mim. That's rude. That was, that was, Horrible. That was, that was rude. That was uncalled uh, for. It was, it was a reach. It was, it was a little bit of an exaggeration, but Juju gets hated on by everybody. He's so cheap. And if I can have him as my wide receiver three or as a flex, that's the easiest damn deal. I will do every single time, every single time. He's top 23 of his four years, and he's only 24 years old. What's, and uh, what, he's playing what, what, for a contract. What? And he's playing for a contract. And what's to say he doesn't end up in a fantastic offense? What's to say the Kansas City Chiefs decide they need a wide receiver too? Hey, bud, how you doing? I'm, I'm just saying, there's, a, there's lots of situations where Juju boosts value. Even if the dude gets 1,100 yards this year, he's also had seven touchdowns, seven touchdowns. He had the poop year where he didn't get, wasn't top 20. And then he had nine touchdowns last year. Randy, the man is consistent every single time. He had 97 receptions last year. He had 111 three years ago. Like He has been consistent. So you're telling me that he's averaged about 100 catches a year yes. when he's healthy? Yes. Hey, why well, are seven there. touchdowns. I heard you say you were going to ride him, and the first thing that came to my mind was, "Hey, no." <laughs> so I don't know what you mean by ride him, but that's cool. I, I tell you who the Seattle Seahawks are going to ride, and that's Chris Carson. They're going to run that man right into the ground. He's right at the age apex. He is my cheap veteran buy. He is worth a fourteen point seven per our homies over at the DTC. That's right around a first, probably a late first, probably a one oh nine ish. And th- th- this is going to be a good offense. And I know that the, the, the perception is, is that Seattle runs the ball, runs the ball, runs the ball, and they do. But they still pass more than they run. And, but I do think when they run, it's going to go through Chris Carson. I mean, who are the alternatives there? I mean, Penny, Rashad Penny's not worth the penny. You know, our, our boy Garrett Price from the Dynasty Nerds, he's a big DJ Dallas guy. Maybe Travis Homer. I mean, if, if you're Seattle and you're trying to compete for a division with a healthy 49ers and the Rams with Matthew Stafford, you know, you, you, you can't be the aerial show. And there's going to be a lot on the ground. And here's the thing. Is he ever going to be conf- confused with uh, Christian McCaffrey or an Alva Kamara in the reception game? No. But I tell you what, I think he's going to get a lot more check down work than people think. So I think for a, a contender, and that's the caveat to this one, if you're a contender or in that top six teams, adding a piece like Chris Carson could go a long way. And maybe you don't have to give up a first. Maybe you can give up like a potential guy off the back end of, of your roster, or maybe a guy that you drafted with a first this year. Maybe you could give up like a Jalen Waddle for a Chris Carson if you've got good wide receiver depth. But I'm looking to acquire Chris Carson because before, he's in a good one. Sure. I move on, can uh-huh. we say, is Chris Carson – the single most disrespected fantasy asset. In He's in the era. conversation. I would say if he was two years younger, absolutely. He's 26, so I know... I, I, I don't just mean, like, right now. I mean in Dynasty the last I, I, 10 I, years. Dyn- Dynasty? Redraft? I mean, w- w- what is he missing? He's got the volume. He's getting the volume. Is he in a good offense? Yes. Is he a tied For to good... Wa- years. Is he a tied to good wide receivers? He got an offensive line upgrade. 
plays with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We know that even though they do run less than they pass, they're still closer to 50-50 of rushing attempts. No competition. He's a value. I mean, he checks literally every box across the board for a running back. The only concern is that he has had the, the occasional injury here or there, and if that's the knock that you can use to get him at a cheaper even, price. Even then, he usually still plays through it. Yeah, he usually plays. I mean, I think he's averaged 13 games a season over the last you know few years. So, I mean, literally it checks a ton of boxes for me. He's dirt cheap. He's a solid veteran. Jerry, who, who's your mid-priced? We'll go up to two first. I'll tell you how close you are. Okay, this person is not worth two first, but I, I went with Miles Sanders. So he's just... He's definitely worth a first. Uh, probably. He's probably worth about a first and a half. He's yeah, probably exactly. in that 20, 20 range on the DTC. But he's still in that in the startup range, sort of that a little bit ahead of Chris Carson, right? Like it, it's usually like him, and then there's Chris Carson. He's twenty four years old. He's had two top twenty four seasons. I know last year was not great. Like I had Miles Sanders in some leagues. Dude still had damn near eleven hundred yards. In what twelve games? As a second year player, his first year he had thirteen hundred yards as a rookie. I know Philadelphia was bad, and I know it was horrible to watch him, and it was pitiful. And he was still good enough. If the dude plays sixteen games, he probably has fourteen or fifteen hundred yards, and this narrative is completely flipped. Now you can't, you know, play with you know ifs and buts. Because then Christmas would be all year long, or however the hell that phrase goes. Sure. If you're going to use it, use it right. Well, I don't if, know if some butts were candies and nuts, then every day would be a Merry Christmas. There you God go. Damn it. Well, I'm just saying. So I, I'm not going to say that Miles Sanders is a Christmas every day, but he's he's at least like finding well, a I, dollar. He's, I quickly because it's not password protected. He's just a dollar in there. Go ahead. Uh, Miles Sanders per Fantasy Pros is the running back 18. He's in a uh, he's in a sandwich, a man sandwich, hey now. <laughs> between Travis Etienne and Javante Williams. Now, I'm taking both of the rookies over Sanders, but then the, the next group are of guys are David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, Kareem Hunt. I'm gonna take Miles Sanders and Chris Carson. Guys? I'm sorry. The rookies are ahead of those guys. He's in the, he's in a manwich, oh. so Etienne's just ahead of him, and Javante's just behind him. Oh, so okay. Javante's 19 and ETN 17. Your boy Sanders is 18. But again, he, that's the right range for me. That's very fair for me. That's a, a very fair range for Miles Sanders. Here's the thing about Miles Sanders, and this is why I would disagree with you slightly. He is a good running back. He does get the boost because Jalen Hurts is going to run this year. My fear is that next year, going into year four for him, he's going to be on his third quarterback because he's going to go have gone from Wentz to Hurts to I mean every day they openly campaign to try to get Deshaun Watson they're going to have two to three firsts next year they're going to have at least two firsts and two seconds some of those are probably going to be a high first because they're not supposed to be very good they're the eighth worst team in the league per Vegas and that would be my concern is he's going to be trying to relearn another new offense next year with a rookie QB. I think the talent's there. I really do. I think if you were to pluck this man off of the birds and put him on the Dolphins, man, I would just, you know, I don't think there'd be trousers large enough to uh, stop the blood flow, if you know what I'm getting at. 
But with the Dirty Birds, I gotta disagree slightly. Which is which is fair, but that's why he's dropped to this point anyway. Sure. As far as far as a pro, like a talent as a profile, not to absolutely. Sound like that, that, that's much. a very like, good way of putting. Like he's the dude, but but I, I get what you're saying. But you know, uh, I mean, who's who's your guy? Well, my guy is a, is a familiar name. I'm not giving up on him. It's DJ Moore. I mean, here he is. He's played 15 games two years in a row. He's had just a tick under 1,200 yards. If you're rounding, you round up to 1,200 because he's had over 1,150 two years in a row. And I love DJ Moore. If he had more touchdown volume, he would absolutely be a steal at his current ADP. Uh, he's listed as, as a 27. That's about two firsts. That's like, that was right my threshold for this. Here's the thing is quarterbacks the last couple of years have not been good. He started off 2019 with the corpse of Cam Newton. Then he got Kyle Allen. Then um, the, the, the scraggly-looking son of a bitch named Will. Um, he went to West Virginia. I can, he, was like, he was like Kmart brand Baker Mayfield with the headband and the beard stubble. Anyway, neither here nor there. And last year he had Teddy Bridgewater. I th- only throw 15 touchdowns a year. Is Sam Darnold great? If you ask me or Colin Cowherd, probably yeah. I think we're his two biggest fans, or me and, and Colin Cowherd. But I think I think this is going to be a very good offense. And Will Greer, sorry, that Will was Greer, thank you, Will Greer. I had, I had everything right. He he looks like a poor man's like you know dollar store Baker Mayfield plays like one too. And, and I could argue that a healthy Sam Darnold is the best quarterback DJ Moore has had in his career. Now, had D.J. Moore had peak, prime, healthy Cam Newton, different conversation, but he didn't. He didn't. He had busted old hurt feet, bad shoulder, bad throwing motion Cam Newton, and a couple of J-Brones. So for me, I'm going to get in on D.J. Moore. And again, we know the metrics. We go to player profiler. We see he's a great athlete. We know, and and he's playing for a contract. They've picked up his fifth-year option. He'd like to get extended this offseason. They clearly like him there, and he's still super young. I think he's 24. I have no problem. Because here's the thing. If Sam Darnold doesn't work out, he'll get a new quarterback next year, and the offense won't change. So for me, DJ Moore to the moon. Jerry, what do you think about DJ Moore? And uh, did you give us your – oh, yes, you did. You gave us Miles Sanders. Who's your top-tier buy after you give us a little bit of love? On Mr. Moore or hate, you know, whatever you got. No, 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 no. I'm not going to hate on DJ Moore. I think you're right. He's, I mean, he's another dude that's disrespected, just like Chris Carson. You're just picking the all. Oh my God. No, why am I blanking on my man's name? I get no respect. He's in Caddyshack. Rodney Dangerfield. Thank you, God. God. Rodney Dangerfield. I don't know that's Will. A, I don't know Will Greer, but I sure as the hell know Rodney. No, I get no you, respect. You, you better listen. Rodney Dangerfield deserves for me to know. comedy that, classic back to school. That was, that was a disgrace for me to not know. I apologize for that. Caddyshack. Yeah. Oh, classic. But DJ Moore's DJ Moore's that dude, and and like Steve said in the comments, you know, he asked, "Is he the new Julio?" Because he just doesn't get the touchdown proof, you know. And I th- I think that's sort of true. It sucks. It's I true until to, it's not. I would love, that's a fair. Exactly. That's a fair statement. Exactly. It's, it's true until it's not. Until he gives you eight or ten touchdowns in a season, he's going to be he is going to be who he is touchdown wise. He can give you all yep. the yards and catches you want, but you're going to need some touchdown volume to jump into that upper echelon. It's a good point by Steve. But actually, even if he doesn't, then he'll just remain even cheaper and cheaper, and he'll be more of a value and more of a value. So it'll work out fine either way. Um, as far as my high-end buy, which is the guy, you don't care how much he costs. 
you want him because you trust him. You think he is going to help you win. My guy, no surprise, is Justin Jefferson. I am a person that builds my foundations on wide receivers. He's young. He's elite. Let's let's get a list of the guys who have finished in the top eight as a wide receiver in their rookie season. Ready? We got Anquan Bolden, who would go on to later have two more wide receiver one seasons and five wide receiver two seasons. Now you got to go pretty far back to 2003 to do that. His actually his first game was against the Lions. He absolutely shit on us. The next person, it doesn't happen again until 2014, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. He finished as wide receiver seven. Speaking of getting shit on, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's stupid. He would go on to have two more wide receiver one seasons, his first three seasons, and then he got hurt, and then he had another wide receiver two seasons, and he's been old and busted. Would you say Odell Beckham's number two on this list? I'm going to continue. Then the next person was a few years later, Michael Thomas. First four seasons, he finishes as a wide receiver one. And then you have to go all the way until Justin Jefferson, who finished as wide receiver six last season, according to this scoring at least. Um, So historically, he is on pace to continue being productive. There is absolutely zero cases since 2003 when a wide receiver has finished in the top 10 and has not had multiple wide receiver one seasons. Zero. And this is coming from at Clutch Fantasy, Jacob Rich Road. Always does great stuff. Uh, Rick Road, just, but keep going. Just, is what did I say? You said Rich Road. Yeah, whatever. Rich Rod, Rich Road, it's all the same. Jacob Rich Road. But it's Road, not. At, it's not. At Clutch Fantasy, just search his at and then wide receiver. It'll. He has beautiful charts. They're color-coded. They're awesome. Mine's that guy. I don't care. It, I know he is young. He is going to continue being productive because historically it is – Foolproof. That's my guy, Randall. All right. Well, mine will come as thoughts. Thoughts on JJ. You know what? Here's the thing. On him a little bit. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I think part of the reason why you had that much volume with JJ last year is that their defense was so bad, but they're getting so many guys back from COVID that opted out from injury, and it'll be year two for a lot of those defensive guys, because no matter what, at the end of the day, Zimmer is still a run-the-ball guy. So here's the thing. He could regre- he could regress to 1,212 touchdowns, and he's going to be a screaming value. So I, I, just w- I, want, th- I want guys that are going to be in the top three in their position in the group, you know, this time next year. So if I told you, Jerry, going in, and, and, and he should be now, by the way, like my top three receivers, top of my head, in a dynasty startup, I know two of the three are C.D. Lamb and Justin Jefferson. A.J. Brown, I mean, if I told you that was my three wide receivers in a dynasty startup that were my one, two, three, I, I, I'm freestyling here. If I told you those were my three, wouldn't you want to acquire one of those now Why the, while the average dynasty gamers still have it in their head that 28, almost 29-year-old Devontae Adams is in that group, that 26, almost 27, I think maybe even already be 27, Tyreek Hill is? Man, I, I want to be a step ahead of being a step ahead. And that's why my guy is Jonathan Taylor. I said this last week when I had to fly solo because you were in a, a tropical storm in Michigan. Wink, wink. But, but, but I said that if, if we look back a year from now and in startup season, which is typically March, February, March, if we look, if we look forward in the crystal ball 
to March. And if the top three running backs on the board this time next year are Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, and Jonathan Taylor, I'm not going to be surprised. You know, guys that are going ahead of Jonathan Taylor right now, uh, like, and it's just still odd to me. It, it blows me away. Um, I will again use, uh, I will use the, uh, the, the data. I guess according to Fantasy Pros, they have him as four. I forget where I was looking the other day and they had him at six. But. Kiss my ass. I, I mean, here's the thing. Dalvin Cook, if he makes it through the whole season, he's still going into year six. Saquon Barkley, d- does he have to outproduce? I, I mean, to- I could. I can see the argument for that one, though. He did have one injury, but he's been elite and young. Anyway, continue. Sorry. So, so, no, you're good because th- this is the point I'm trying to make. I'm trying to get a guy now. I know I'm going to pay a premium. I'm going to pay a premium for Justin Jefferson. I'm going. This is my high end. That's why the category is called high end buy. I mean, he's going into year two. They've locked up um, the right tackle, Braden Smith. They've locked up the center, Ryan Kelly. You know they're going to pay. Quentin Nelson, the line's going to stay intact. They've already locked up uh, Glowinski, the the right guard. All they've got to do is get solid performance out of Eric Fisher and figure out left tackle next year. The line's going to be good. I don't know what the quarterback position is going to be. Wentz bounces back, has a good. I, I'm just being I'm being very honest right now. But you know what? I, I know he's going to be behind a good offensive line. I know Frank Reich is going to be his head coach and play caller, and. That's enough for me to want to get in. I, I want to. I want to keep a guy. I don't see any rookies in this upcoming class that are going to springboard him. So, barring any kind of catastrophic injury, he's going to be a top three running back this time next year. So, I'm not losing value. Uh, he's good now. He's good in the future. So that's why I'd make Jonathan Taylor my high end buy. I think he is the only running back that I am going to do a high end buy for. You wouldn't do, do the same value on like a Christian McCaffrey or a Najee. Absolutely. I, I guess not Najee, you want to see it. Not exactly. So So in a startup like, today. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get Najee for cheaper, don't get me wrong. Anyway, sure. Go ahead. No, I was gonna ask you. So it, God comes down from the mountains today mm-hmm. and he says, Jerry, you can have any running back for your dynasty roster for the next five years, but you can't trade him and you gotta bank on this value. Who are you taking? Because I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. It would probably be because I said five years from today. Because five years from today, CMC is going to be what going into year ten. So five years from today, is there anyone you're taking not named Jonathan Taylor? He'll be going into year six, seven. If if that number is changed to two, three, four, or five, I am still taking Jonathan Taylor for every single one of those scenarios. And, and it's close. It's close for and, just one, too. And, like I, I understand Christian McCaffrey catches in a stupendous amount. So I understand. I was going to ask you that. that but let's let's end this one on that before we talk about the expo. Yeah. Have we seen Christian McCaffrey used extensively in this Matt Rule Joe Brady offense? I haven't. He played like two and a half games last year. No, but you you have to assume you I, but, but have assume nothing. The premier t- I mean, listen, if you assumption, assume you make an ass out of you and me. Assumption so is I no, 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 no. It's not as Gunnery Sergeant Hartman said or Arlie Emery, assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups. Okay, I'm not going to assume anything. I'm not going to assume his pass volume. I, I'm, I think it should be close, but I don't think you're yeah. ever going to see that 2019 volume again. Go back to those quarterbacks. You had a lame duck-armed Cam Newton, Will fucking Greer, and Kyle Flipper Allen. 
I mean, it was literally one read check down to McCaffrey. We don't know what Sam Darnold's going to do in this offense. We don't know what he's going to look like. So there's a little bit of, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to take Christian McCaffrey from the RB1 to the RB18. That's not what I'm doing. Just a little cautiousness about what we think we know about Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, this, this is what we do, right? We just, we nitpick little things to just decide who is it's, a little bit better. It's not a nitpick. It's just keep it in the back of your mind. Because if, you. if if you keep it in the back of your mind and Christian McCaffrey and Christian McCaffrey does not get off to the start that you think he should, you don't get disappointed. And when you don't get disappointed, you don't make a bad move and wind up making a bad trade on Christian McCaffrey. Because you've already in your mind thought through what's going to happen if his passing volume comes down a little bit. You're not scared. You're not nervous. You know what to do because you listen to the Dynasty Warzone. And we want to thank you for listening. And if you're going to keep going with us, you've been warned. There is no value to your Dynasty roster from this point on. But Jerry and I are going to spend a little bit of time talking about our trip to Canton, Ohio, to the Fantasy Football Expo, hosted by Bob Lung. Jerry, what what were your feedback? What was your thoughts coming out of the Expo? It was a fun time, right? So, So we get down there, and I'm calling Randy. You think Randy's answering his phone? No, of course he's not. So I'm like, what the hell is this? Hey, Jerry, Jerry, silent mode for life. Yeah, I mean, me too, to an extent. But so I'm calling him and I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just walk into the Doubletree, which is the hotel in Canton. They did a wonderful job. Talked about him, great place. Um, I walk in and it is the loudest place that I have been to since pre-COVID. And I'm like, okay, I'm in the right place. I call them. We meet up. We have a jolly good time. There is probably 60 people just getting rowdy. It was awesome, Randy. Including our man, Bama, our patron, (laughs) Darren, a.k.a. Bama. Dude, rocking the DWZ shirt. You know how humbling that was. You you walk into a bar. You walk into a bar. And there's this sweet, sweet man wearing a Dynasty Warzone t-shirt. It was just like, I mean, to the moon. It, it, it literally had just, I don't know, it, it felt great. It, it was such an honor to see someone. They could have worn anything. They could have wore Versace. They could have wore Ralph Lauren. Some people wear Dynasty Warzone, Jerry. You walk into the bar, there he is, he's wearing the shirt. And then the next two nights, he's wearing the hat. He represented us well. Um, one of the first persons that I wanted to meet uh, Friday night. Who who did you meet? We met up with Tyler Gunther, the Dy- yeah. Dynasty Happy Hour. Yeah, great he gave, dude. He gave me a big hug. Called me yes, the he did. man with the power. So thank you for that, buddy. Absolutely. He literally asked me. Every, and that, by the way, I don't want to act like I was not like low key hurt, but like literally everybody. Oh hey, how you doing? Where's Jerry? Hey, you know what? I'll just go fuck myself. How about that? <laughs> like, like Izzy Alcafas of the Dynasty Trade Calculator, we uh, Rich Dotson of the Nerds hosted a uh, an event at his home. Very, very cool of him. Izzy asked me about three times. Hey, when's Jerry going to get here? I'm like, Jerry's at the Hall of Fame with one of our patrons and Kyle from the Fantasy Football Smackdown. Jerry's a very sought after man. So, so uh, who else did you meet? Who else did you uh, rub elbows with? Shake some hands with? The man, Shane Manila. The man, the myth, the legend, the king. The reason you mean the guy who put us both on? He put us both on years ago. The reason both of us are sitting here is because of Shane. Um, We've done podcasts with him a ton. 
we wrote. He edited our stuff back in the day when we wrote, which is hilarious to think about. Just to think about that, yeah. Right. And, you know, I am I'm getting a drink with Darren at the bar and all of a sudden I see Randy pointing at me and I look and I see who it is. I'm like, oh, my man Shane's coming. So I get my drink and I get bear hug lifted from behind. Now, Randy is not that type of person, so I know who it is. And it was super happy. It was awesome. Tons of guys, though. Like, just anybody that came up to me, like, I tweeted this right when we got back, and I mean it. If you came up to me and said, you know, Jerry, love the show, or, hey, it's good to finally meet you, or, hey, where's Randy? Because that happened to me, too. I'm not going to. And you could always see Randy, because Randy's a brick shithouse. That's the thing that you can't see in this. Like, yeah, I, I bust his balls for being an old man. Randy would whoop half of this community's ass with his arm behind his back because he's, he's a brick shithouse. But he wakes up too early. I'll tell you that. We shared a hotel room. Man wakes up at the ass crack of dawn. I don't know. Maybe you, you I'm know, just a child still. But It's it's funny you say that because uh, uh, I had the good fortune of having about a 20-minute conversation with Ryan McDowell, who we both know has been on the show many times of the DLF, NBC. Great dude, by the way. And I told him we were laughing. I was like, that's part of being a dad and having a, you know, a job. I wake up literally every day at 545 to make sure I get, you know, get up, feed the dog, get your, you know, get your act together, then go to work. And I was like, I'll probably sleep in tomorrow until seven. Sure enough, Saturday morning, 645, I'm up. I let, like I do with my son, I let Jerry sleep in. I quietly went downstairs. I had breakfast. By the way, shout out to the Fairfield Inn team. Yep. Jerry and I did not uh, stay at the Doubletree because, you know what, I'm not a big fan of $20 breakfast buffets. I'm a big fan of breakfast buffets included in the mm-hmm. in the room in the room cost. So shout out to the, to the breakfast lady at the Fairfield. You're the real MVP. Had some breakfast, man. Then on Saturday... Uh, we just kind of chilled. Yes, I did get a workout in because, um, you know, there are no days I, I, off. I, he actually made me feel a little bad. I actually ran a little bit, too. Even yes, he me. did. You know, by the way, Jerry's a hashtag low-key member of the FF Fit Club now. <laughs> but I got up, got my workout in. You know, part of it is just being real honest. I just wanted to have a good pump because I knew I was going to a pool party. And uh, went back to the Double Tree. I picked up Tyler Gunther, Doug Eddy, and James from the FF Chef from the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast, and we made the hour drive to Rich Dotson's place. And, man, that was so awesome. I tell you what, um, they say don't meet your heroes because you'll often be disappointed. I don't know as I go as far as to say Rich Dotson's a hero, but Rich Dotson is goals. Rich Dotson in this industry along, I met his uh, co-host, Matt O'Hara, met their silent partner who I didn't even know existed until I met him. Uh, I met so many wonderful people at Mike Me Up, uh, all the DTC guys. Um, it was just it was just great to meet a lot of people. And you know what? I think um, is it Lawrence Jackson at Lord Don't Lose. I, I, yep. I, um, he's he's he put out the tweet on Sunday, and it was very well said. We got to keep that vibe rolling across Twitter across podcast, across everything we do in the fantasy and dynasty space. Because you know what? There was no subtweeting. There was no Mickey Mouse bullshit in Canton. Now, part of it is is because you're around a bunch of grown folks who ain't going to take no mess. But part of it is is just because there's no need for it. We're just here. You know, as I had this conversation with Shane Manella, Swags, at Swagzilla, 
um, Jason Waltner, all the former you know DFF guys. We act like there's a, a limited supply of success. Guys, there's not in any industry. There's an infinite amount of success. We can all be successful. It's what your definition of success is. And just because the Dynasty Warzone or me or Jerry have success doesn't mean it comes at the cost of someone else. So there's no point in not supporting each other and not just doing cool stuff. So the one thing that I'm going to ask of you, the listener who stuck around to hear about the expo, it was great to meet all these people. Um, like I said, the, you know, meeting Darren, meeting Sean McCormick, another one of our patrons had, uh, I was a little late John to do. McGlynn too. Throw him in. John, I mean, John McGlynn. But he's been very loyal and he John, was a yes, hell he of is. a time. Um, we, we might, I'll forget somebody. It was no. nice to see, it was nice to see Man Bun, Gabe, yeah. Gabe Gearing Kane, from, from Kane Fassell. Um, you know, I, Russ, Dynasty Owl House. Um, I'm not normally a hugger. I'm more of like a, a uh-huh. Dynasty Bro Vic. You're going to see him yeah. on the show more. I'm going to have him over to my home. Uh, Dynasty Bro Vic is a fellow Indianapolis guy. He's going to pop in on some of the, the Sunday live shows. He's going to be a guest coming up. And that's one thing that, that we realized real quickly. Part of it is, is, and I'll just be very candid because I've always been honest with his audience, and I think Jerry has been too. You know, I've been so busy this summer being the baseball dad and, you know, work and just, you know, wearing a lot of hats. And tonight I'm wearing my Red Sox hat. But wearing a lot of hats, and but I got to get back to booking guests because this weekend in Canton was a firm reminder that having guests and talking about football with more people is just better for us and better for our souls. So we're you're going to see a lot more people from Dynasty Bro Vic. I've got a verbal commitment from Rich of the Nerds. Every week during the regular season, we're going to have a guest, and I've got a really cool concept for the Dynasty GMs out there. I've not shared it with Jerry yet. Now. Don't worry, guys. Good people, bad tweets is not going anywhere. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I love you. And I have one last thing, and Jerry, I'll let you wrap this up. If you're going to go to Canton next year, don't fucking fly. I'll tell you that right now. I saw everyone from Mike Sipes of the Dynasty Trades HQ, Casey Kasem. So many people talked about how dicked up their flights were. If you're going to fly in, fly into Cleveland, rent the car, carpool, and drive down to Canton. But here's the low-key move, guys. Low-key, you heard it from your boy Memphis. Bob Bob Lung has already listed the dates for next year's uh, expo. It's the 13th and the 14th of August. Book that shit. Because here's the thing. The the Doubletree, they don't know the expo's coming. They won't jack up the rates yet. The people at the Fairfield Inn and Suites where we stayed, they don't know the expo's coming back. They've not jacked the rates up. You can lock in a cheaper rate. And you can go ahead and get a spot at the event hotel, at the hotel with the good breakfast. Shout out to the lady who made the breakfast because that shit was on point. But man, just an overall good weekend. Um, met so many good people, made so many connections, rekindled some more. And uh, next year, Jerry, we didn't get a booth this next year. We're getting a motherfucking booth. We're going to get a booth. We, we I'm keeping our booth plans low-key secret, but uh, big stuff coming from the DWZ at Canton, so get there. I would say if you're within a six to seven hour drive, it's worth it. I drove about four and a half to get there from Indy. Um, Not horrible. And make it happen. Jerry, wrap this thing up, brother. Listen, this is what I'm going to say. 
yes, the booth is a thing and the expo was fun. And, you know, I got some, like, I got the sunglasses at the expo and I got more stickers and swag and also Dynasty of nerd swag. Yeah. All, all oh, you didn't go stuff. to the pool party because you were too cool for school. I, so I, I got that swag. Uh, I got, you know, I got the sunglasses. I win. Um, you know, I got, I got a bunch of other stuff. It was a good time. It wasn't the best part of it, though. The best part of it was seeing everybody hanging out with everybody, which is what we're going to do next year. Like, right, we'll have a booth and we'll do all our football stuff and we'll do whatever we got to do. But every one of our people, every one of the Patreons, everyone that's a loyal listener, and they come and they come and talk to me, we're going to drink and we're going to have a jolly good time. Because listen, Randy, Randy had to drive me home twice. Uh, I would have not been safe to drive. I had a great time. The man Darren bought me a shot of God knows what it was. I don't know what it was. It, it, was, it was bourbon. Something. It was yeah. bourbon, you lily livered. Yeah. What it, it was the only shot I had, by the way. And, and listen, in his in his defense, so in straight Randy fashion, we first get there. <laughs> also, Darren just texted in the comments. He said, I'll be there if I ain't dead. So that's awesome. Me too, buddy. Um, we get there and he's like, what do you want, a white claw? And I was like, you motherfucker, <laughs> you little shit. He, he, had, he had you nailed, I'll be yes, honest. he did. So it, it was fun. And, and you know, we're talking about Darren a lot because we hung out with Darren a lot. And we hung Dude, out Darren with and Steve. Um, yeah. We have two, we have, we have a lot of Steves, actually. Yeah. When you got this many people and a patron. It was Steve McCormick. Um, you know, Sean like McCormick. I said. He, and by the way, speak, everybody's bigger in person. It's like Hollywood. <laughs> Everyone's smaller. <laughs> Everybody in Hollywood's small with a big head, like Ben Stiller or Tom Cruise. Everyone in the dynasty industry is ginormous. Um, like Ryan McDowell. Ryan McDowell is a big man. Scott Fish is a big, big dude. Man, yeah. Tyler Gunther, big dude. Darren, our own Darren. You, you, you. On this podcast, you look about 5'8 and a buck 30. <laughs> Jerry's actually about 5'9", 170 and getting slim and trim. But, guys, you got to come out. It, it, to my knowledge, it didn't cost anything to get into the expo. He just kind of uh, comes. Bucks. Ten, ten bucks. bucks. Ten bucks. Seriously? I mean, what is that, like two best balls? You, you can give up two best ball entries to come hang out. And, like I said, you you will walk into to that space next year, and you will instantly know where the DWZ booth is. So, so get get booked, guys, because here's the thing. You can always cancel reservations if you read the cancel reservations. Book that shit now. Put that shit in your phone. If something comes up, you you uh, you just cancel. You, 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 they, they release your reservation. Someone's going to want that shit, but lock it up. Talk to your significant other. It's 12 months away. Jerry, I'm ready to get out of here. I got to go edit this thing. I want to give a shout out to Steve Gambino, uh, to Darren, to everybody in the chat, Chris, uh, everyone who who dropped a comment in there with us tonight. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow night with another live Q and A. I can't promise another rant. Maybe, maybe not. Well, pro- yes, Jerry, probably. If uh, if the boys from the Fantasy Football Smackdown get me going, hell yeah, I'm gonna want to cut a promo on you. But, Jerry, it was so much fun spending time with you. Um, I, I, I don't want to gloss over that. My wife said, uh, who are you going to hang out with, your Internet friends? I'm like, no, Jerry's a friend. Jerry's like family. We've, we've been doing this shit for over three years together. I've known him for about five. And uh, I, could, I couldn't be more blessed to have a better uh, co-host than you, man. been a lot of fun doing this. Looking forward to a hell of a lot more.
I agree. Listen, none of this would have been possible without your organizational uh, talent. I'll just say that this dude is more organized than a little bit. That's true in life and in podcasts and everything else. It was big fun. things coming. Listen, book. Look at, look at, look at book your. And then his camera cuts out. Of all the time, he had to touch a wire, and his camera cut out, and he froze. But that's okay. He's the man of the hour. He's the man with I the power. Me, Randy. You lost me. No, I did. I, 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 I've I already fixed it. Don't I touch things. The, I shook the computer. Don't touch it. I was unplugged my Ethernet cable. This is why we can't have nice this things. This is why we can't go, have go nice things. Go to the things. expo. It's fun, man. Go to the expo. Book him now. Book him, Dano. But until next time, his name is Jerry Sinclair. You can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. Follow me at DWZ Memphis and the show everywhere. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. And if you're into short, powerful, impactful YouTube videos and shit like this, subscribe and leave us a five-star everywhere. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. JP, let's talk sponsorships, buddy. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself. And our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles. And you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global. That is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global, ViridianGlobal.com. Search the Dynasty Warzone store. And man, you'll see all the t-shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at viridianglobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free. And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak